Hello, I'm Colette Funches reporting from the McKeesport Community Newsroom. This morning we are speaking with Olafemi Manley, a caterer and chef who resides in Duquesne. Manley will be sharing her passions and discuss the connection of food and economics and how it relates to social justice at the Taste of Africa at Carnegie Library of McKeesport on Friday, February 25th at 2 p.m. Welcome to Voices from the Valley, Olafami. Thank you. So happy to be here. Thank we're, you so much. We're glad to have you. Um, tell me, what does your name mean? Well, Olafami is a Yoruba name. That is a language that's spoken in Nigeria. It's also a tribe. And my name means, Olafami means God loves me. So when you say Ola in itself, it's love or to be used as a form of God. And tell me, where are you from? I grew up in a small town, actually in Clarendon. That's part of where I spent some of my childhood. And in the later part of my informative years, I spent in the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. How did you begin your interest in cooking? I think that was intrinsic in me, that I was born with a love of food. I was born with being interested in food. Uh, my parents gifted us with many gifts surrounding food, easy-bake oven, um, you know, pretzel machine, chocolate candy making machine. So as a child, food was a part of play and culture as well as, um, you know, what something I love to do. And I can remember actually making my first food, which was chocolate. And it didn't turn out very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us, how did you hear about Grandma's Kitchen? I understand that that's going to be a program that's going to be presented this month in February by the library of McKeithport's. I was actually here in the library when I saw them actually doing Grandma's Kitchen, and I just fell in love with the concept. Um, I understand that you believe that food nourishes the body and the minds and the souls of generations of black people for many decades. Do you feel that that is what inspired you to begin your business? Um, Ola Appetit is um, located in the historical Duquesne district right now. It's located on Mahaffey Street. And um, I really do believe that African foods play the significant part in our, not just our survival, but also thriving here. Mm -hmm. When those ships left Africa, they were stocked with African provisions, of course, they had to be. And culturally, the foods kind of traveled with us from Africa here to the Americas. And then when we got to the Americas, we began to adapt. You know, some of the foods that we were used to eating in Africa began to be adapted here to the American diet. And there's some of the things that show up today, like greens and we do pickled watermelon rinds and things like jerk chicken with spices and herbs. Those things show up. And then we kind of fused into making things like gumbos and soups and stews that are all a part of African traditional cooking and cooking techniques. And then there's the rice. Well, I understand that you began your catering business in 1988. And that you also received an award. So please tell us about that. I was so impressed with that. Oh, thank you. This was, uh, I think, a couple years back. The uh, city of Pittsburgh acknowledged the fact, two things. The number one, that we introduced the Taste of Africa. And we've been doing it now for over, it'll be 13 years coming up this February. And what we do is that we introduce African foods to a wider variety of people than just African people. And also they, they acknowledge the fact that we were giving a living wage, which for a small business, our standard when you come into the company was twelve fifty, and that was just for clearing tables. Tell me, what does the word Pan-African 
mean, and I noticed that you've mentioned that you like Pan-African and African-American cuisine. What is Pan-African? Well, that right there is a concept that I'm still grappling with, but from from what I believe Pan-African is, is just the correlation of working together with African, the Caribbean, and the Americas, and tying those cultures together and those peoples that the diaspora together and bringing them back to their African roots and culture. Now, I also understand that you grow your own food, your own vegetables. Yeah, I do. And that's, that was, you know, that started with COVID. Okay, COVID was born. I've always grown, you know, something, you know, herbs, vegetables, something. But when COVID came in and we were all on lockdown, I began to think about food shortages. And so I just ramped up and I started growing herbs. So I had like 14 different types of herbs, five different types of potatoes, three, four different types of different types of beans and green beans and peas. And, you know, of course, corn. I had three, two different types of corn. Sweet, you know, I had uh, sweet potatoes and white potatoes and the uh, reds. And so I just tried to grow as much food as I can. And so I grow the food and I process it. And so um, heretofore, I would just process and can. But now I actually grew the food that I was actually canning and presenting to the market, which I'm really proud of and happy that I was able to do that. And do you also um, have foods to come here from other countries? I do. I do. I actually, um, I have connections with friends in New York and the sisters and relatives in New York. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they bring me foods from Guyana, Trinidad and Jamaica. But I also go to food shows and you get foods to, uh, with these food shows, you get vendors and producers from all over the globe. And some of the best products I had was from Turkey and from Milan. They made these wonderful pickled vegetables mm-hmm. and these wonderful, they, uh, they were tomatoes, but the way they processed the tomatoes, they didn't have the bitterness or the sharpness to them. They were absolutely amazing. They would just pop with flavor. So you get food from all over the globe. And then I got introduced to a coffee from, from Uganda, which is a small green pea-like coffee, but it's smooth and it's wonderful. So yeah, I, I source locally and globally, but the most important thing for me is that it's fair trade and that the people who grow it are getting compensated for their labor. And that's the most important thing for me. What kind of American foods do you like? When you think American foods, I love everything. I love hamburgers, I love pizzas, I love halluski, pierogies. I love all the foods. And I think in West, we have such a unique culture here because this is a culture where foods have blended across ethnicities. You can go to a black event, you're gonna find a pasta salad or a pasta dish there. Whether it's linguine salad, whether it's macaroni salad, you're going to find that. You're going to find some type of greens, whether they might do kale or cabbage. How we work together in the steel mills and we work together in the coal mines. And, and our communities, for the most part, in this part of the country, were not that segregated. And it shows up in our celebration tables. Tell me, what are some of the dishes that you serve as a caterer? Oh, I, go, I do everything from... Sl- from halluski to sushi. I don't do any pork products, but I do everything. I try to, whatever the client may want, I prepare it for them. And usually like whenever someone comes to me for catering service, I usually just ask them, I don't hand them a cookie cutter. Here's a list, get what you want off of it. Like, what do you like? What are you trying to do? What do your friends like? And we craft the menu each and every time for each client that, that suits their specific needs and their specific taste palette. Okay. Tell me what African dishes in particular. Uh, Iguzi, I like Iguzi. I like jollof rice. I do all types of curries and stews. 
I like the, the fried doughs, of course the fish. I love the fish, uh, dumplings. Um, yeah, those are some of the African foods that I really, really, really like a lot of, especially jollof rice and, and a goosey and, and calamine. So it, it, they're similar foods, just prepared a little bit different with spices. Like we would do Hoppin' John, mm -hmm. they do jollof rice. Spanish people do Spanish rice. Italians will do risotto. It's rice with different flavoring. We eat the same foods. What are some really good foreign spices? Now I cook and so I, I like seasoning, soap seasoning. I use uh, paprika, red peppers, you know, all those kind of things. What are some that we've never heard of that you use? Well, I don't know if I could come up with anything you've never heard of. But and second question, where can we buy them? Well, there, there's, um, on Montier Street in Wilkinsburg, there is a uh, West Indian market, and he has he keeps a pretty good inventory. And then on Larmer, there is another West Indian market, and he keeps a decent inventory, especially around the holidays, whenever they know that people are coming in. When I think of uh, Caribbean food and African food, the first thing that comes to my mind is peppers. And those are habaneros. So when I smell habaneros, it makes me think of immediately islands, Africa. And then uh, there's, there's thyme, French thyme and English thyme. French thyme, the real small one. The Spanish thyme has a bigger leaf. So I love the thyme. I love peppers. And I think of ginger, turmeric, garlic. Basically, the thing that makes the difference is the technique that is used to create African foods, Caribbean foods and Creole foods. Sometimes it's just as simple as burning the, the garlic and the peppers in the oil and layering the flavors and caramelizing the food. So it's technique, basically, that affects your end product. It's like um, I teach my students there's five things that are needed to execute a proper dish, and it's timing, temperature, technique, tools, and training, the five T's. And you implement those things, and you're going to get the, you know, the same product every time. Well, let's see, we have one other question, which this uh, I thought was impressive when it said that you've spent the last 25 years researching about the histories and legends um, as it relates to nutritional, medical, cultural, and spiritual influences on food. And as I understand, all of your research has led you to this one very important point in your life right now. It has a special name, and you want someone to help you write this, so please tell us about it. Everything has led me to put all the knowledge I have into volumes. I'm getting the volume one published, and actually I'm looking for an editor. It's going to be in volumes, and it's, it's called The Soul of Food. And it talks about the nutritional, the medicinal, and the spiritual properties of food, and how do we see them, and how legends follow food through time, through cultural boundaries, and through physical, geographical boundaries. There are certain things that are universal, like the olive. Would you like for people to take away from your presentation? Take away from my presentation, come to the library on the, uh, on the 25th at 2 o'clock, and you'll be able to get a little bit of what I want to do for you and what I want to bring for you. And so anytime you have an opportunity to participate in anything that Ola Appetit is doing, participate, because it will enrich you, it will empower you, and it will heal you. So anytime you have an opportunity, no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing, no matter what the event is, get there. It'll do you good. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us 
and we've enjoyed this so much today. Oh, the only thing I want to tell tell is everybody that's listening, I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in and continue to listen. That's all. <laughs> thank you so much. And everyone, we'd like to thank Ola Fami Manly for being here today. And we've enjoyed so much having you here. And we've learned a lot about food. And we're really looking forward to the special event you're going to be having uh, on February the 25th. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we hope that everybody will be there. Bring a fork. Bring a spoon. We're ready to eat. Thank you. This is Colette Punch, reporting for the McKeesport Community Newsroom.